You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. I want to go back to Isaiah again, because in my life, my Christian life, this has always been a place for me to find really good verses to just meditate on and pray through. There's something about the way they're worded that has a real power uh, in my prayer life. And I think the Holy Spirit is is uniquely speaking to us in these verses. They're, they are worded in a way here like no other. And it's to understand Isaiah, we have to understand what the whole Bible is. The whole Bible is one story that leads to Christ. And the story of Israel is part of that story that leads to Christ. It's important for us to understand that God's promises to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob and Jacob's name being changed to Israel and then God's promises to the, the, the tribes of Israel were always promises that were going to be fulfilled beyond physical Israel. And we see that in Isaiah. When God is making his promise to, to Abraham, to Israel, to Jacob, he's speaking to the bigger people of Abraham and Israel and Jacob, and that's you and me. He's not just speaking to literal, physical descendants of Jacob. He's speaking to what would become all of God's people in Christ, that Jesus is the true Israel. Jesus is the true son of God. He is the fulfillment of God's covenant with Abraham. And we who are believers in Christ become descendants of Abraham. That's what Paul teaches in the New Testament in Galatians 3 and in the book of Romans uh, 9 through 11 and in Romans 4 particularly. And so I'm not going to get into all the theology of that because that's not what this podcast is about. But I just am going to look at, we looked at uh, Isaiah 40 in our last episode, and I want to look at Isaiah 41 and some verses that have always stuck out to me in Isaiah 41 that have always been kind of go-to verses for me because we really do get a picture of God that Jesus is talking about when he's trying to get his people, to his disciples, his followers to understand their father in heaven, to trust our father in heaven who cares about us, who loves us, who's involved in every detail and all these passages that Jesus is talking about. Don't worry, don't fear, trust your father in heaven. You can trust your father to take care of you. A lot of that is coming from Isaiah because that's the picture of God that we get from the prophet Isaiah inspired by the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pick up in verse 8. I'm going to read out of the NIV, and I'm going to look at some other translations as well because these translations are sometimes a little different because the Hebrew is sometimes a little fluid sometimes in how you translate it specifically into English. But verse 8 says, and this is, this is God speaking, But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend. So here we are. Again, we're getting the New Testament idea of what it means to be a descendant of Abraham. That's a follow, That's us who follow Jesus. All of this fulfilled in Christ. To be part of Israel is to be a follower of Christ. To be part of Jacob, which is Israel, is to be a, a follower of Christ. So when God says, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, he's talking to you. If you believe in Christ, he's talking to me. 
That's what Paul says in Galatians 3 and Romans 4. And so we want to we want to have a New Testament lens by which we look at these verses. And therefore we understand these verses to be I think really cool promises to you and me that we can go to and find comfort in God speaking to us. God speaks to us through the mouth of the prophet Isaiah. He speaks to his people through his prophets. He is speaking to you in these verses. I think when you understand that, when you read these verses as God speaking to you, you're, you're, you're at the heart of what God wants this passage to be for you. And I think it's pretty amazing to hear God speak to me. And there's something about it that inspires my prayer life. And so when God is saying these verses, I, I, I want to hear them as him talking to me. So in some sense, I can say, and you can do the same for you, but you, Dave, my servant, Dave, whom I have chosen, you descendant of Abraham, my friend, you're my friend too, God says. I took you from the ends of the earth, from the farthest corners I called you. So this is, again, this is obviously God talking now about this people from every tribe, nation, language, tongue that Revelation talks about and that God promises to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in Genesis, descendants that would outnumber the stars and the sand on the seashore through whom all families on earth will be blessed. This is talking about the true Israel, not just the specific Palestinian people, but this is the people from all the ends of the earth, and you and I are part of that. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. Now, this is something we really have to get that God is speaking to you. And, and, and I don't know if you believe this, because sometimes it's easy to think of ourselves as sort of a, like a book on a shelf and that God isn't particularly talking to you. But when, when, when the Apostle Paul says, for example, in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Apostle Paul is doing for himself what the Scripture does here, and that is God is speaking to you, and God has chosen you, and God loves particularly, specifically you. He hasn't rejected you. He's chosen you in Christ. You are his servant. You are his chosen, and he's not rejected you. I think sometimes we fear God in a way that makes us want to hide and we feel rejected because we've sinned one too many times. We feel far away. We feel distant in our hearts. We're not sure where we stand with God. We're not sure if we're welcomed in. We're not sure if he wants us. And we have to cling to these verses as God speaking to us and not let Satan deceive us to think that somehow we're on the outside looking in, but to understand that God is speaking to us as insiders. If you want to be an insider, God is speaking to you as an insider, because if you want to be an insider, that's a really good sign. The Holy Spirit is making you an insider. You are chosen and not rejected. So he says in verse 10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is God speaking to you. 
Whenever God says, I am your God, this is God saying, I am fully committed to you as the God of the universe. You don't have to fear because there's no higher authority than me. There's no one who can thwart my will. There's no one who can be a threat to my story for you. Don't be dismayed. Do not fear. I am with you. I am your God. You don't have to be afraid. I'm your God. You don't have to be dismayed. I am with you. I'm going to uphold you with my righteous right hand. Jesus is his righteous right hand. Jesus is the righteousness of God. Jesus is the fulfillment of your righteous life. His record of righteousness is your record of righteousness. You come before God clothed in the white robes of Jesus, the pure robes of Jesus, without sin, without stain, His righteous record is your righteous record. And you come before God without blemish, without stain, without sin, because Jesus lived a life without sin, without blemish, without stain. And you come in Jesus. And so in Jesus, you don't have to fear. God is with you, 100% with you. He's the God who created this universe and he is infinite. And as we've said over and over, and I say it over and over because I think it over and over for myself, that that right now I can understand God as being 100% with me because he's infinite. He's not any less anywhere else. And he's promising here to be with me. And I need to take that promise to heart and hear God speaking to me. And you need to do the same. Verse 13, for I am Yahweh, I am the Lord, your God. I am the I am, your God, who takes hold of your right hand. Think of that. God is saying, I've got you by the right hand. I'm taking hold of your hand. I am the I am. I am 100% with you. I am your God and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Do not be afraid. You worm, Jacob. Now, here's the Bible doing something, the Old Testament doing something. We don't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If God calls us a worm, that sounds like he's being derogatory. But that's a term used throughout the Old Testament that says you're helpless. You're like a helpless symbol of weakness. And God is saying, even though that you are weak and helpless, you don't have to be afraid. You do not have to fear. For I myself will help you, declares the Lord. Do not fear. I myself will help you, declares Yahweh. I am your Redeemer. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. So here's God promising that he is the one who will take our life from a state of being like a worm, a helpless worm, and he's going to redeem us. He's going to bring us into a place of glory. He's going to bring us into a place that he originally designed humanity to be, to be created in his image, to rule over creation as sons and daughters of God, to be people that he has redeemed to a place of holy flourishing. This is his promise to me and you. And we just have to take it from God and believe it. We have to take God at his word. And then he gets into this whole description that you get a lot of Isaiah describing the new creation and trying to show us that we're part of this bigger story. So verse 18, I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the deserts into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. Isaiah says this language a lot. 
water in the desert springs and the parched ground. I will put in the desert the cedar and the acacia and the myrtle and the olive, and I will set junipers in the wasteland and fir and cypress together, and the, that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of Yahweh, the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. In other words, here's what God's saying. All this dry, barren, desert land that the earth is now, this earth of thorns and thistles and dust and death is an, is an earth that's in exile. Because humanity is in exile, kicked out of the Garden of Eden, kicked out of this place of lush, flourishing springs of water with the presence of God. But that will return to earth one day. God will restore and renew the earth one day. And this imagery we have in Isaiah 41 is the Old Testament's way of giving that promise. And so we have this this promise of God that he is going to redeem us and bring us into a place of flourishing and a place of glory and a place where streams are flowing again, where there's now desert. There won't be thorns and thistles and dust and death, but there will be flourishing and beauty and lush and water and life in the presence of of God forever. We are part of this story. We're bringing, we bring, we're, we're being brought in. God is bringing us in to this story. We have to have this view of our life. We have to see our day today as part of this story. So we can say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it because this day is part of God's bigger story. And I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to fear. I don't have to be dismayed because God, the God of this universe is 100% with me. He has chosen me. He has this story for me. He has not rejected me. He is my righteousness. He takes hold of my right hand and I am with him. He is my father in heaven who is present with me right now. No circumstance I go through hasn't passed through his hands first. And I can trust him. I can trust that he loves me. I can trust that he's with me. Specifically me. That's what God is saying to you here in Isaiah 41. So let's 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 pray this. Let's just I found great times in my life of refreshing prayer with God just by praying these verses because there's a real power to it. So so pray with me through some of the, these verses. Let's let's take a look at it again. This time we're going to look at it as we pray it. God, I you call me your servant. Oh God, my Father in heaven, this Father in heaven that Jesus wants me to trust, my Father in heaven that Jesus wants me to know, loves me and is with me and cares for me all the way down to the number of hairs on my head, all the way down to the very smallest event that happens in my life. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. I don't have to be anxious, but I can trust because I don't understand this, but in some way you have chosen me and made me part of your people of Abraham. From the ends of the earth, you have called me and brought me in. From the farthest corners of the earth, you have called me. You have called me with the voice of Jesus when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and he came out alive even though he was dead. You have called me with that same power and made me alive with faith, made me alive with this heart that wants to draw near to you. 
I am your servant that you have chosen and not rejected me. You've chosen me. You want me. You wanted me to exist in your universe. You want me to exist in your universe forever. You have a plan for me. You have this redeemed plan for me. You have redemption plan for me where I will flourish in your new creation. So I will not fear because you're with me. I do not have to fear. I do not have to be afraid. Imagine a life lived without fear. Imagine knowing that I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to fear because the God of this universe is 100% present with me, fully with me. I don't have to be dismayed. I don't have to be anxious because God is with me and has chosen me and promises to strengthen me. So you promise to strengthen me, God. You promise to be my God. You promise to be with me. You promise to uphold me with your righteous right hand, to take me by the hand. And so I reach out my hand to you now, and I know that you take me by faith. I know that you take me by the hand. I know that you've chosen me. I know that you're with me. You love me. You want me to exist forever in your story, in your universe. You are the I am, my God, who takes hold of my right hand, you say in verse 13. You say to me, do not fear. I don't have to be afraid. You say to me, do not be afraid, for I myself will help you. You yourself will help me. I reach out my hand to you, and you take it, and you promise to be with me. You promise I don't have to be afraid. You promise that you will help me. You promise that you're my redeemer, who's going to bring my life into flourishing in a world that is flourishing, even though it's dust and thorns and thistles, and death now. I have to get through that, but I know that you have a plan of redeeming me, a plan of flourishing me on an earth that will flourish, springs of water that will flow where there is now desert. And you will put all kinds of vegetation where there is now nothing. And you will do the same to my life where I will flourish as someone created and newly created in your image, in holiness and righteousness and glory, with a resurrection just like Jesus, with a body conformed to the image of Jesus' own resurrected body. I trust this story that you tell me. I trust this is your story for me. I submit to your story for my life. I submit to whatever means you have for me to get there. I trust you. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be anxious. I can trust you. I can take hold of your hand because you take hold of my hand and you lead me and you guide me because you are my God and you are with me. And I trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.